Hello, welcome back to Champagne Confidence. I'm your host, Heidi Anderson. This episode is a special one. I'm going to give you all the juicy goss from my season of Big Brother 2013 from Tim Dormer's mouth. (laughs) That sounds weird, doesn't it? So Tim Dormer's back on this episode, winner of Big Brother of my season 2013. We spoke all about his champagne confidence in the last episode. Today's episode is a little bit different. I had to get the Big Brother goss out of Tim from my season and from this season, and he does not disappoint. He spills the tea on all of the behind the scenes, who he's kissed from this season, (laughs) which is an interesting one, whether he was told what to do, a bit of juicy goss from our season in 2013 with regards to who he was about to have a threesome with, and what Big Brother told him to say in the diary room, remembering Big Brother is not a scripted show. Okay, let's jump into it. There's so much to unpack here. If you're a Big Brother fan, this episode is for you. If you're here for Champagne Confidence, I promise you just by listening to Tim and getting around his vibe and hearing what he has to say, you'll really enjoy everything in this episode anyway, because we do bring everything back to Champagne Confidence. Let's get into the episode. Let's play the intro. You know how you feel after a couple of glass of bubbles? You're confident, you're self-assured, and you're ready to take on the world? Imagine if you had the strength and awareness to do that when the buzz wears off. I'm Heidi Anderson, author, former radio host, and CEO of my own company, and this podcast is about building your confidence by stepping outside your comfort zone. Welcome to Champagne Confidence. First question, uh, so shoot, what is it? Shoot, marry, kill, you know that? That game where you've got to decide who you shoot, who you shoot, marry. Shag, marry. Oh, shoot, shag, marry. Shoot and kills the same thing, unless you're just shooting some mane. No, like shoot some sperm. Oh. Ooh. No, I'm just joking. Okay, yeah. So <laughs> that was shag, how I saved myself. Shoot, okay. Shag, marry. Shag, marry, kill. Okay. So Tully, Estelle, and Layla. You're awful. No, I'm giggling because I know that um, I think Those you have three, a. You yeah. have a a, 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 an issue with Estelle coming up on the show, I think. You're going to have an issue with Estelle. Me and Estelle have a lot of conflict. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that's why I chucked her and, and Layla in it. I thought that was a bit of fun. Yeah, and Layla had conflict with me after the show. For some reason, thinks that I backstabbed her even though I didn't nominate her um, or vote for her. <sighs> um, Tully, you know. Look, I love, okay. I love Tully. I love, you know. I hate that you poke her because you do exactly the same thing to me. But okay, let's do this. Shag, who would you shag? I honestly can't. Okay, Shag. Look, wouldn't Tully be great fun? Yeah. Okay, Shag Tully. Yeah. Yeah. Shag Tully. (laughs) Yeah. You know we tried. What? You tried to have sex with Tully. (laughs) It's true. What? You tried to have a threesome? (laughs) No. Oh no! This is going to be into trouble. Within the house, we used to share a bed together. And remember, Tully was nominated every week. And we'd say, okay, you're not going home, Tully. You're not going home. And it was like, okay, if you stay, we're all going to do this. Just, oh, no. I'm just she stayed. It didn't happen. But What else? I, I think Ed and Jade shagged, but they never told. That, that never was aired. Remember, they were washing the sheets. Like the next morning. First. Um, okay, so back to who we're marrying. Who are you okay, going to marry? marrying Estelle. Estelle? Oh, you'd marry yeah. Estelle because you feel like you could go to relationship counselling and then you'd work out your conflict. Um, 
Look, me and Estelle, like living in a fairyland together, would be bliss. Would be bliss. <laughs> but in the real world, you can't have two nutso unicorns trying to navigate life. Like, she literally lives in a fairyland, but so do I sometimes. So it just, <laughs> oh my gosh. The, me and her not, on not- the we're not seeing a lot of her actually on the show mm, at the moment. And, not you know, happy about that. Yeah, the, or she not? Like, I oh. mean, I'd probably be pissed off too. Like, let's be honest. I want to be seen. I want to be seen. <laughs> I want to be seen. Do you remember we had a family dinner in our series and someone wrote the question, I think Tim needs to pipe down and let other people have their moment in the spotlight. He's stealing all the attention. The same thing is happening right now in the Big Brother Housemates WhatsApp group. Oh. They're saying we're not even getting airtime when you're him. <laughs> who's who's pissed and off that you're getting airtime and they're not? So Estelle, who else? I'm not. No, she didn't say that. Didn't oh. Say that. oh, take didn't that back. Take that back. <laughs> they're just grumbling that some of their some of their stories aren't being told. And I just think at the end of the day, this is a, a, a TV show. We're making yeah. a TV show and, and entertainment matters. And they're setting up characters. Like, they'll get their moments. They'll get their moments. Mm. And it's, also it's this- to say, I don't feel recognised, seen, attention, and so you, you're the reason. Like, you need to go away or pipe down, turn your light down. No, shine brighter if you want the spotlight. <laughs> uh, okay, that's to all the housemates in the WhatsApp group currently. Shine bright. Oh, shit, my sign's falling down. Shine bright. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then I'd shoot Layla. Yeah, why would you shoot Layla? Do you know what? She came in late. Mm. She got off on the wrong foot with Estelle because apparently there was some bullying scandal that her and Ben Norris bullied Estelle in her season. Um, and oh, then, Say that again. You then- can't skim over that. What happened? Well, it's in the press, like um, oh, okay. Estelle was talking about feeling bullied by Layla and Ben. Oh, got you, yeah. Series. It's not my story to tell, but I know his side of the fence, so I sit on that one. Um, those <laughs> two were awful. I'm just going to say it because I don't want people to think that I'm with Ben Norris and the people. <laughs> anyway, Layla. Do you get worried then, by what you're saying about other people now on, on this podcast? Or, like, do you get nervous, like, if this gets picked up by the press because I'm sending it to Daily Mail, do you get nervous that you, like, will, that people will come back and say stuff to you? Like, what? how do you feel about, how do you navigate that? Like, by talking, being being open and honest, but, like, you, yeah. yeah. I think, um, yeah, I'm happy to be held accountable to my words. They've already brought stuff up about me in the past, um, Layla and both Ben. So open season. I'll just will tell the truth. And if they have a problem, I, I, I've reached out to both of them privately first. So mm. they still want to go down that road. Yeah, yeah Layla left the house by voting for herself at this um, real kind of, um, what was it, hero's decision or um, it was really lovely that she, she did that. But then has done nothing but badmouth the show and, and us and said that it was really negative energy in the house. Um, she said that I backstabbed her and she was taken out by a master manipulator plan. I had nothing to do with her going. Reggie and David voted to evict Layla. Mm. Um, I wanted Layla to stay. Um, and, yeah, I just, I don't know. I think 
you can't win them all. I don't no, they're not in my you life. You can't be liked by everyone, but yeah, that's why I was just yeah. interested because I know when I came out of the Big Brother house, I was conscious of what I gave away or said about other people because I was nervous. And when I said a few things on radio that then got published in all these magazines, I was mm. like, I felt so much anxiety. That was like part of the anxiety train. So that's why I was just right. interested with you. Yeah. Um, moving on to the couple of the new peeps in the show. Um, what do you like your first word that comes to mind when I say the name Johnson? Johnson. He kissed me the other night on the lip. Oh, it was nice. He's a good kisser. Is he? Wait, so don't um, you have a boyfriend? Yes, yeah, yeah. It wasn't kisser? a romantic kiss. It was oh. a brotherly kiss. I saw something in Johnson that um, I'm, yeah, it has, like his fan of the show that was his dream to go on Big Brother. I saw myself from mm. the first time around in him. Yeah. And so I championed Johnson. I love him. I love that he's living his dream. And we were out in having a dance in, in a club the other night and, People were noticing him and, like, it's just so amazing to see someone living out their dream and he deserves it. Like, he's he's really great guy. Um, yeah, he's, he's solid. I like Johnson as well. I didn't love the J squad. I was like, meh. Mm. Um, and like I said, these these questions are all for if you're watching the current season of Big Brother on Channel 7, um, which, I mean, it's so juicy. It's so good. I love how you play the new new season. But let's go back to the old season for a second, 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the questions I was asked were, um, were you attracted to Ed and Matt in the house? That's why you, <laughs> were, that's why you were being mean to them. Might might have been sent in by Heidi Anderson. <laughs> yeah, you you know we've been talking about this off air. Um, I was not attracted to them, um, and people say, "Are you attracted to Drew?" I've never felt those feelings yeah. towards. I think it's different. It's like a mate, um, yeah, real friendship. Matt and Ed. I don't even think I was attracted, and and I'm I'm not attracted physically to males. If that's not blow some people's minds, but like a, a six pack or a pretty face just doesn't do it for me. What's under there, Doc? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I'm not like I just, you, So you're about the penis, is that what I'm getting from you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, and what's inside, like the yeah. heart, the personality. Um, yeah, I guess with them, we didn't click. We just didn't click. And I've often wondered now, years on, like watching the show back, Heidi, I, I felt like messaging everyone and and not almost apologizing and saying thank you. Like to say, wow, like this thing that you were a part of, which would have changed your life, it really did mine as well. And 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 let's share that together. Like just because I won and mm. like I made it so much about me, um, that I hope that didn't rob anyone of their experience. Like I was really conscious watching it back, going, Wow, like they were really playing the game that was Tim's all along. Mm. Um, but I'm sure everyone has their own experience and, and loved it. But I think, like, um, from speaking from Ed and Matt's perspective, because I'm still really good friends with it, I would classify Maddie as one of my best mates. Like, he, wow, him and I cute. talk all the time. He's come over to here. I went over to there to stay with him and, like, you know, was at his wedding, everything. Like, he is a solid legend. And yeah. I actually think... 
that you two would get along like a house on fire. Mm, like you have mm. the same sense of humour. He could have been like your Drew, right? If that's that's what yeah. But yeah. that's why I always wonder, like for me, you know, we talk about labels and stuff. It was the way that you played the game, but also maybe sometimes I think was that your armour that, you know, we label, you tried to label mm. them pretty early. Mm. And I was like, and that was hard for me. That's why I found it so yeah. hard because I really genuinely liked them like, Ed and Matt kept me safe in there and sane, you know, mm. at so many times. And, like, you were my fun friend, you know what I mean? And they were the ones that I was connecting with on a deeper level. Mm. I thought I ran past him once a few, like, a month or so ago. And I was in the past and I was like, oh, my gosh, was that Ed? And it was such a weird moment of I don't even know what we talk about. Like, with yeah. such different people. Yeah. But now, like, I think back then, you're right, there was something about the way that, I narrated the story that set them up for failure from the beginning. And that, that might have come out of an insecurity from my behalf that, that Matt represented the warrior and Ed represented the brawn, like the, mm. the, the, the pretty guy, the hero, that all the girls thought those, those two and Caleb were, were the winners and they were put on a pedestal. And I've always felt inadequate around those, those straight guy archetypes. Um, but now I know where I play and where I fit and they can stay in their lane and I can do mine. And I think that, yeah, we probably would be friends now. When we were talking and while I, we were talking about dick pics and then you told me that Maddie had nude photos on the internet and I had no idea. So if you Google <laughs> Matt, Matt Philippi, oh, he's covered. Music. He's covered. Yeah, he's covered his penis. But then I was like, oh, this is a great way for me to get Tim and him to connect again. I'll ask Maddie if I can have one of his dick pics. And then he sent us, remember, he sent us the one with the... Oh, no, no, he no, But he loved it. Like he, and, you know, yeah, then he and I would voice... Yeah, like he just, because I know for him, like it was a big part of his life too and and Ed and, you know, Ed falling in love with Jade, like he probably stayed too long with her because he didn't want to let the public hate him and let Mm. her down that he'd let her on and all this shit. You know what I mean? Everyone was Mm. going on their own crazy journeys and it is such a shame that we have done the deep healing work and like we've worked through it because I think the people that we are today, it would be so awesome to connect and catch up like and genuinely but I know there's some people that I feel like I should apologize to too and like that I you know so I totally understand and appreciate that with um you doing that I hope you don't feel guilty like I hope do you know what I mean like no no I guess I just like uh, being more aware um I'm thinking wow how did my experience um affect other people's experiences and did I rob them a little bit and that comes full circle now to the new series where they're saying, and I'm like, no, shine brighter. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I think I, I'm really trying hard to build relationships with the current housemates away from the show, whereas last game I, I didn't. I really stood back and I didn't really want to think we all needed time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so tell me. Um, this is from Tarina. Is it scripted as you would imagine to make better TV or is it really authentic? This is so funny. Like um, one of my sister's best friends messaged me and she's like, did they tell you to say the line that's Drew's new girlfriend? And I'm like, what? You think they actually give us lines to say? <laughs> I like, one, like, no, I wouldn't even remember my lines. And two, like, no, I, I say what I want to say. Like, that's, I, I think um, it's strange maybe because the show is now pre-recorded and it's edited together in a lot, lot more slicker package. People think that it's somehow less genuine. 
I guess that goes to all reality TV shows. We're watching the producer's version of reality, their way of telling the story. But the puzzle pieces they've got to deal with is like actual recorded footage that's raw. No, nobody gets fed lines. But, but. but why I'm so good at it is that I think I might have a producer's brain myself, whether that's mm. a manipulator's brain. But I understand just by what's happening on the show, who's getting the attention, the line of questioning that Big Brother is giving me in the diary room. Yes, you know, I, that's where you know where who's been talking about you. you can, yes, 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 that's yes. what I got as well. And so that's something that you kind of, you, you keep up here and, and I'm aware of that. And, and that means I can be ahead of them or mm. I can work with them. Um, so it's not feeding you lines, but that's the nature of being a producer is that yeah. you are manipulating. Like that, that, that is it. Um, <laughs> and they have a lot of power, a lot of power. And I guess I'm able to kind of see it, read it and, and decide, make the choice for myself. Am I going to go along with that? Um, or have I got something better? Do I want to do things my way? Um, they always win. I mean, if, if you don't play ball when they're recording the show, they'll win with the edit. So I think for everyone who is considering going on a reality TV show or for anyone that's reading the news of a reality TV star complaining about the edit, um, <laughs> we all know that it's, it's not reality. It's, it's a, someone else's storytelling of that um, game. Like yeah. It's, it's, and you can't claim, oh, I didn't say that. Well, you did. You're just not aware of yourself in the real world. <laughs> My question for you is I think you told me this when we were drunk and then I ended up speaking about it on the radio and it did make press. <laughs> oh, no. It was made press a few years ago. It might have been when mm. you weren't reading press. But you told me that the last, when it was down to the final three and you had to do your plea to the um in the mm. diary room, mm. that the only time that you were ever manipulated or, like, told kind of like, Tim, I probably would re-record that or something like that. Didn't Big Brother say something to you? Because the way that you'd done your promo, that I think they yeah. were like, oh, yeah. this is not great. Yes. Isn't that funny? I do, and I'm, I'm not going to get in trouble for saying this. But, no, um, it was yeah, a we had to give, <laughs> We had to give, out, give a pitch to, um, to why Australia should vote for you to win. And, and I, like, thought about it. I had a script, I had a monologue in my head that I'd stayed up late playing my rocks in the backyard to decide. And, like, to, word for word, I went in there like it was a survivor finale tribal council. I did this. I was never blah, blah, blah. I never had power from the nominations in power. I never, like, just because I thought, like, in the courtroom, if I gave all the facts, it, I would, it would be undeniable that I would have to win. And I played it. Like, it would have been great. I would have loved to have seen that. But I remember them just kind of going, um, can you just say something a little bit funnier? Like, can you just be a bit yeah. silly? Yeah. And I think my final plea was something like, I want to win so I can have surgery to become a mermaid. Oh. <laughs> and I won. <laughs> Oh my god! I know <laughs> <laughs> oh my! But you had to win. You had to win of that season. Do you feel like you've played this season like you deserve to win? Well, good question. Um, yeah, watching it back, I I think, um, especially the original players went in there without the 
the level of gameplay that I knew. Like Big Brother Canada is the same format as this. So oh, I'd play. Yeah, yeah, oh, where the I housemates didn't... vote to a bit, not the public. So I'd done that game and I, I, I knew some of the skills of how to do that. And I, I watched Big Brother Canada for the first time before I went back this time. So I was in gameplay headspace. Yeah. And, and I kind of, I, I was the front person for the OGs so far in the game. Um, and, and doing all the math that's, that's needed to, to calculate the votes and, and be really strategic whilst I was starting to build a relationship with the newbies who I think didn't really see me coming or they just sort of, I don't know, only a few of them I think were aware of, um, my reputation and that. And I kind of played it down. I'm just, I'm just a silly, funny guy. Um, yeah. There was real strategy in how I went in there. I knew that at one point I would have to make sure my relationships extended further than just the original players because at one point they were going to catch up and start playing the game and I would be the first that they would target. Um, So I can't say too much, but there's a big moment coming in the game where, um, yeah, I I make a strategic move that, that I knew I would have to make in that game. I knew that if I got to the end um, that there was a good chance that I'll win. Mm. Yeah. Because and what about Tully? You reckon Tully's got, you reckon Tully's got a good chance to win? Um she it's it's funny. I'm recognizing that she's a much different player to the first time around. Um and yeah, I was worried, especially Tully and Drew, them coming back. If anybody didn't want to be beaten by a team, it was them. And so, yeah, I I was really conscious that I'd have to really keep them on side or, or take them out. Um, Tully, I offered I offered to, to, to form an alliance with oh, her this time fuck. around. It's going to um, be like a Heidi Anderson 2.0. We could be king and queen yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. Let's just say, like, everyone thinks that the OGs have this game in the bag. Mm. Obviously, that is boring television. And I knew that. I knew that. But at some point, this ship's going to sink. Um, and it was just at what point do I jump off? Oh, well, you can already see it. I think it was last night's episode, which will be a few behind when we publish this uh, podcast. But you had you you were asked in the diary room. Sonia very clearly asked you if you were basically still aligned with the OGs and how you said it. If I was them, mm. I would be like, 100% you're not playing with me anymore. I can tell. I'm just here. I yeah. just played how Tim plays or something yeah, like that. Yeah, Tim does like, what Tim wants. Yeah. Yeah. That's literally you saying there and then that, hey, I might go the other way, guys. Yeah, yeah. So the, the, I think the line in the sand is starting to be drawn. Yeah, and if you look at it, um, Dave hasn't voted with the OGs yet mm. and he was someone that just wouldn't, wouldn't do what yeah. I said. Um, Estelle, you haven't seen much of her, but you'll understand the conflict we have coming up that who thought they were leading the OG Alliance and what did the OG Alliance stand for? Estelle's all about morals and it's not that I'm not. It's just we're playing a game and when you're saying that I'm playing immorally, like, no, we can't play together. Um, you just don't understand the gameplay. 
Um, and then Reggie, like you, I walked in with Reggie, listen carefully to what I say to her before I step in. I said, I've got you, girl. I had her. I had her the whole way. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love you and Reggie. And I, she's actually quite, she's playing the game quite well. I like how she's like, in like, yeah. and I'm like, you go, she girl. Was, but she, she she's was like what, a military she, boss, the sergeant, yes. whispering in my ear, and then I'd go make it happen. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about Big Brother Goss. Did you know who was going into the house that was an OG? Did you have any idea when you got the phone call to come back? Look, uh, yeah, I, I, I pleaded and said, I've got to know who's coming back. Because I at first was like, is it just me? Because that's great. <laughs> It'll just be the Tim show. <laughs> <laughs> me and Big Brother. Um, and they said, they said with the initial call, wouldn't it be great if we could get you, Reggie, and Sarah Marie? They got me and Reggie. And when they dropped those names, I thought, okay, cool. They're, they're really going big and and it would be something for the fans. I knew that I had to say yes because as a fan myself, I wanted to watch it. Yeah. Um, I don't really have the relationship with Tony and Drew that I, I reach out to them. I guess, like, I've already said it in, in the press and in the interview, they asked me, is there someone you wouldn't want to do the show with? I said, Tully. Um, I, I maybe thought that they wouldn't put more than one from one season mm. in. So yeah. I didn't even think Drew, never, but genius, <laughs> so good. Um, Estelle called me. Estelle called me and I hadn't spoken to Estelle in years. Um, there was a missed call and I knew that she, she'd definitely been on the list. Um, we had a little conversation, but I think we, we were a little bit nervous because we didn't know who was going in. Like it wasn't confirmed you're in until very close to the, to going in. Um, and you just didn't want to muck it up. So like they said, please don't contact any other housemates. Um, and then Estelle did, God love and then her. Estelle did. Well, I reckon she probably um, contacted Tully as well because she had a feeling that Tully was coming in the house. Mm, Do you remember on the first mm. night? And <laughs> Drew told us because, um, yeah, well, Drew told us that he'd seen Tully change her social media to um, I'm taking a break. And when mm. he said that, I thought, oh, God, she, she's, she's coming. She's coming. Well, so what happens with behind the scenes now? Did you guys go into lock lockdown? Did you have to do yeah, another lockdown? Yeah, no phones, lockdown. no hotels. How long? Yep. yep, for a week. So in that week, I guess it's where they can do a bit of promo shoots, a mm. few um, pre-show interviews, um, and a bit of like the last-minute check-in with the psych. I guess they're watching us yes. alone in, in, in the room for a week. Can we handle that kind of isolation? And we did get our phones, which was great. Um, but then, yeah, yeah, it was, I love that. And the psychology, like the psych side of it, mental health, we didn't, we had, um, someone touch base with us during lockdown in the house if we ever needed them on our exit. And then after that, you pretty much were on your own. Um, mm. and I know for me, I was like, fuck yeah, I'm so happy I'm free. Like, you know, party, give me darts, like, let me drink. I'm fucking free of Tim telling me what to do. <laughs> but then I got depressed like three or four days later yeah. and spiraled and wanted to go back in and felt unsafe and blah, blah, blah. What yeah. do they do now with you guys for mental health? Oh, it is great. And I've heard across the board with reality TV, it's now this way. We've got a wellness contact. There's, there's a, and she's so cool. She's a really cool chick. She works on a lot of shows. Um, before the show, yeah, we checked in and, and we're introduced to her. When we leave the house, um, until it goes to air, we speak to her once a month. Um, and now that it's on air, we speak to her once a week and that wow. will continue after the show. 
I mean, it's just such a higher priority now that, that we are looked after and there's a, a real kind of human contact um, after the experience of, of being on television that, that you can have real conversation with. And it's, it's not so much the big things. Um, it's just like little things like what's going on in your life. And if, like last week, my dog passed away and, and I chatted to her about that and, and how that was affecting my experience with relating to the show. Um, yeah, it's just really nice, I guess, that um, they, they place the value on mental health. And But, I mean, how much society has changed to 10 years ago when yeah. mental health was just first coming into the mainstream of um, let's let remove the stigma about this. Like, I mean, it's... it's everybody's self-care routine now to to chat and 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 to ask for help if you if you need it yeah I love that um so important and such a I think like such an outcry from so many reality tv peeps and people have the audacity I think sometimes to say like oh but you know what you're getting into no you fucking don't you actually don't know what you're getting into especially if you play with a player like Tim or like how they produce but like produce you know you don't actually know and why should you put up with people calling you the names that that they call you that shouldn't be like Mm. you're going in there just deal with it you know what I mean so mm, I, mm. I do really love yeah. that they're doing that. Yeah, like I, I, someone like me, even last week when there was, um, what, there was a big argument with Tully on the show. I had Layla in the press saying that I was this backstabbing manipulator. And then I had Estelle on private forums sort of saying stuff that, that I know where, where it's going in the story and the show that unfolds. And I just felt really like... I didn't have a voice and, and this isn't who I am and are we just going down this road again? And just to chat to a person that represented the, the production to say, Tim, like, no, you, you know who you are. You know you're not that and it, it's going to go up, it's going to go down and and just be sure of, of who you are and, and be okay with that. And it was just, it's just a bit of perspective, I guess, at the end of the day that, I'm in a crazy world that you don't know how to navigate. Someone sort of brings you back down to the centre. I could talk to you for hours. Obviously, I will definitely put this into two episodes, I think Big Brother and Champagne Confidence. Before we wrap up, is there any Big Brother goss that you think that you could lay, like, you know, lay here um, first mm. and, then, and then I'll talk to you about one thing for Champagne Confidence? Any goss, like what about the, the current Like is there show? anything that like we haven't seen? Like if they're gonna like hookups or um, like do you know what I mean? Like anything that you're like, Oh, I can't believe I didn't play that. Um I really did nearly fall in love with Farmer Dave. <gasps> <laughs> He's actually quite lovable. Well, my mum messaged me and she's like We love Dave. You should go visit Dave's farm. And I'm like He's very you sexy. Give me your blessing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he he is. But wait, okay, here's a scoop. It might actually happen before this podcast goes to air. Dave does something to his appearance, which immediately saved oh, no. my relationship on the outside. He better not cut his hair off. <sighs> and okay. Reggie's to blame. Reggie's to blame. Okay. I, just, I walked in the bathroom and I was like, oh, that was easy. What about that? <laughs> Seriously, like I'm not. I don't have any attractive physical attractiveness. I don't. There, there, there's something about Dave, and I told him this actually. We went away over over Christmas, and okay. um, have you got a boyfriend? Or, 
Oh. Yes, yes, yes. And we've all hung out and we're all good mates. But Dave, I said to him, Dave, I don't think you realise Dave's someone who you should interview, actually, because there's, there's a lot of vulnerability behind that man. And I love it. I love it. It's so different to my path. But I said to him, Dave, you changed Australia's like mindset towards gay people and what you did. The first gay coming out mm. on television. Um and, and I watched that. I watched that at Home Alone and, and I wasn't there yet in my own life. I didn't, that wasn't part of my story to do that on, on Big Brother. Um, but I said, you're about to again change Australia's perspective on a gay man. And it's you and it's real and it's an older, confident, masculine energy mm. that shows vulnerability. And isn't that funny? Of all oh, the talk about that. men and masculinity and to- toxic masculinity, I, I tried to, like, I really just saw it and I said, I've got to tell you this, like, you're really going to help people understand men just by you being yourself, your true authentic self and putting it out there. So, yeah, oh, I do. I love, I love that guy. Okay, send me a message with his number or can you introduce us on text? Will that would do. be amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, final thing, Tim, because like I said, we could talk for hours. Champagne confidence is what this is all about. I think all of the work that you've been doing since you were the guy in 2013 to the guy you're on our TV screens now, what do you think has helped you the most unleash your inner champagne confidence? Was there a podcast? Was there a way of life that you decided to live? Was there a book, etc.? Mm. I guess something that has always stayed true to me is this want to kind of always be authentic and myself and real. Um, and that's meant that I have to look in the mirror sometimes and ask myself, is this you really you who you're showing here, putting out there? And that, that not to be concerned with what other people around me are doing, not to be threatened by competition or... Um, or feel inferior that my life isn't as good as their life, but to kind of just run my own race. Can I be lame for a minute? Yeah, be lame. Say, I don't, I don't know the 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 where it is, but it's a Bible verse. It's just stuck with me. I know it's from yeah. Romans, and it, it says, "Do not conform anymore to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind." So, wow, that's don't don't conform to what everybody else is doing. Like, like grow, transform, evolve by renewing your mind. Like always look at yourself. Be okay to kind of like ask who am I? And at the end of our lifetime, like you can have as much experience of what the world says is great, what the world says is success. But if you don't know who you are when you die, like what kind of waste of this life it's been. So don't be afraid to, to, to go within. Stop looking outside. I love that. And, you know, you shamed yourself then making it lame because it was a Bible verse. You know what I mean? Like maybe yeah, that, true. like, you know, not accepting that part of you that you are a Christian and that you you come from a Christian family mm. and, you know, that is something that we don't see a lot of. You know what I mean? Mm. Like because there's labels on Christians as well to be a Yeah, certain- totally. There's so many truths in the world, um, like being told in different ways. You just got to find your own, I guess, that you connect with. Yes. Oh, my God. I love you. Thank you so much, Tim. Love you, hard. 
Thank you so much for listening to Champagne Confidence today. The only way we're going to unleash inner champagne confidence in other people around the world is by you getting around the show. So if you are loving it, I would be so grateful if you could hit follow on whatever podcast app you're listening to and leave us a review. It would mean the absolute world. And please come and introduce yourself. I hang out mainly on Instagram at underscore Heidi Anderson. Love you lots.